16 pastors in our school right now. I'd say about February, all of those will be under a tree. So we have about another 16 pastors underneath the tree. Now you didn't plant the 51 trees, right? You just nope. use existing trees. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. I didn't know if they miraculously grew or how it all worked. Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. God has big plans for you. And in this episode, Dan, Brian, and Terry talk with a missionary who has a very unique story. You don't want to miss it. Now here's Dan, so let's get started. Many people end up in a job or a career that they never planned on. And many times, God's plan is bigger for their lives than they could ever imagine. This is certainly the case with a gentleman that we are featuring on today's episode of Finish Strong. Several years ago, he was wondering what God was up to when he had a total change in the direction of his life and ministry. His story is nothing short of incredible as God has done far greater things than he could ever have imagined. I'm Dan Wheeler and I'm joined by Terry Steen and Brian Rowland. We're the co-founders of Fearless Faith Ministries and we bring you this podcast, Finish Strong. Terry, I'm gonna throw it to you since our guest is a good friend of yours. Why don't you introduce him? Thanks, Dan. I'm really excited. This is a guy who epitomizes the fulfillment of Acts 1-8. But ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and under the uttermost parts of the earth. This guy has gone and is going to the uttermost parts of the earth. We'll hear his story, but let me just say he has been integral in building 21 churches already this year in the country of africa this year this year wayne welcome to finish strong (laughs) we're so excited to have you with us hey it's good it's good to be here guys we uh greatly appreciate you letting us come yeah yeah i i wanted you to be here so long every time you and i get together and i leave after a lunch we've had i'm always excited and inspired and and it's exciting to know that god's doing stuff around the world we get on our own little box here and we don't yeah. know the extent of God's power. So why don't you give us a quick overview of the scope of your ministry? And let's just start there and uh, let them know a little bit about what you're doing. Uh, absolutely, Terry. Um, we are the Plant International, and basically we plant and build churches in remote areas of the world where there are little or no gospel message. And so we are now in Kenya, Tanzania, and we're getting ready to start into East Congo. And uh, we plant and build churches there. We start churches underneath a tree with a pastor, and uh, he'll be there for maybe 18 months, and then we'll come in and we'll build him a building. And then once we build that building, in the areas we go, there's no running water, no electricity. These are mud cow dung huts. They use the restroom on the ground. They go fetch their water. Uh, it's a very simplistic lifestyle, uh, but they need Jesus, and we're reaching out to them, uh, mainly right now working with the Maasai tribes uh, out in the bush of Kenya and Tanzania. 
Wayne, this is Dan. I don't know if we said your last name. Our guest is Wayne Derry. And Wayne, uh, what's the significance of meeting under a tree? Is it just to protect everyone from the sun? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we even have elephant watchers uh, so that the elephants do not come and, and trample on us. <laughs> wow. Uh, it wow. is very primitive. We've been chased away by lions and elephants and uh Oh it's a goodness. pretty great. We are now going to areas uh, on mountains and valleys where no white man foreigners ever step foot. Mm-hmm. I brought a team out there and they uh, all jumped out of the van and there was about 40 Maasai waiting there. And they, half of them just screamed and ran in the other direction. And these guys looked at me and I said, I told you, they've never seen white people before. <laughs> and so... <laughs> It's uh, wow. it, honestly, it's it's a it's a crazy deal, and so there is nothing out there, no buildings, no nothing. Matter of fact, you go on my Facebook and you see where we build churches. You look around. I challenge you to look around that church, and you will not see not one mud hut. People will walk three and four hours to get to church, and so wow. they have nothing. So we reach out to them. We plant a pastor in that area. He goes from mud hut to mud hut. He starts with his family. He finds a shade under a tree, and he starts that church. When he gets about 25, 30 people under that church, we'll come in and build him a building. The beauty of that is once we build the building, people see the building, and they see God. The building has become our greatest evangelistic tool. So they see the church, they come to the church, and then they hear the love of Jesus, and they give their lives to the Lord. That church will be six years, seven years, eight years underneath a tree, same 30 people, but once you build a building, it will triple in size in one year. And then we come in, plant a pastor out of that church underneath another tree, 15 kilometers away, 10 kilometers away, and we start that process all over again. And so right now we are planting or building a church every 12 days out in the bush. Oh, my word. That's amazing. Well, let's step back a little bit, Wayne, and tell us how you began. What that You talk about a calling. You know, it's, it's so funny how when people talk about hearing God, they all go, Go to Africa, you know, (laughs) and you literally must have heard that. So tell us, what were the seeds of that calling? What were the pieces that got you to where you are now? Well, we were, we planted a church in uh, Florida and we were loving it. It was growing. We were excited and the avenue of loving it, but I knew it wasn't fully what God wanted us to do. And we were already planting churches with our church. And so I went out to Romania with a friend of mine, and we wanted to plant five churches out there in the next five years and with our church. And when I got out there, we were in a, an area of Romania where there was about 18,000 people, and there was not one Christian. And mm-hmm. the pastor in broken English said, we have these two little teeny buildings that were used in World War II to have little theaters, uh, little live plays. And it hadn't been used in years. And he said, we're believing God to buy these buildings so we can have church. Because in Romania, they wouldn't go to a house church. They, they, they feel like that's sacrilegious, so they wouldn't do it. And so he said, I want you to walk around the marketplace, and I want you to pray that God will give us these buildings. So we, we just started walking around the, uh, that marketplace, and I began to pray. And at that moment, God spoke to me. Uh, in my heart more than he has spoken to me in any other time in my life. 
And he said, Wayne, I want you to plant and build churches in areas like this. And I just said, yes. And we, mm. uh, that was it. It was, it was done. It was in my heart. I bought, I bought on the ground there for about an hour. They had to wow. actually come get me and say, Hey, it's time to go. And they didn't know what had <laughs> happened. And it was just this, a wonderful experience. And I came back, I resigned my church, which I shouldn't have done, but I resigned after three months. <laughs> wow. You know, we get wow. ahead of God. We just get ahead of God. Yeah. I say, man, I'm ready to go. Let's do this thing. And it was another four years before we began uh, the process of, of building these churches. But uh, that's how it started. Wow. Mm. So you knew that four years before you really jumped into the throes of what you're doing now. And during that time is when I got a chance to meet you. Absolutely. So, so Wayne, what did you do? What did you do in the meantime with those four years? Well, we, we thought God would, God had told us to do some stuff with teen challenge. We thought we'd build the churches that way that fell through. Then I found myself, uh, at, at, uh, taking over, uh, an associate role at a church in my hometown, which actually the church I got saved in, which is where Terry was at. Mm-hmm. And I met with the pastor in Arizona. We were both speaking at this thing. And he said, Wayne, if you'll come help me get my church going again, I will help you with your vision to plant and build churches. I just need two years. And I said, OK, I'll do it. It was home for us. It was a chance to have a home base. My family was here. It was the, seemed like the perfect scenario. And, uh, and so we, we began that process. And uh, it ended up two years became three years, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but then we began uh, that process. Unfortunately, that pastor had died of a brain, uh, brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And so it extended the time there. And uh, they actually wanted us to take that church, and, and uh, we said no. We want to um, uh, we want to do this mission project, and said they said okay. Well, then uh, we can't use you anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> they basically let me go, and they let my wife go when the interim pastor got in there. And we thought, you know what? It's a good time to start our missions organization, and so we did. So, Wayne, for our viewers now, how many churches total have you planted? That's my first part of my question. My second question was, what do you think the key in the beginning was to the success you've had? Because you obviously were willing to answer God's call when you heard that voice. But so how many churches total? Well, we have we have planted under a tree 50 churches and we have built wow. 80. We built 82 churches. Uh Oh and by the goodness. end of the wow. by the end of the year, we'll do nine more, and uh, so uh, what is that? We'll we'll have over ninety churches uh, that we have built, and we have sixteen pastors in our school right now. And by the, I'd say about February, all of those will be under a tree. So we have about another sixteen pastors underneath the tree. And now you didn't plant the fifty-one trees, right? You just nope. use existing trees. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. They are a, well, using the wood from these trees, are they? I didn't know if they miraculously grew or how it all worked. There are a plethora of trees out there, and uh, <laughs> and so we don't have, careful what's in them. We don't have any problems finding a tree. But let me tell you something: you need that tree. You are thankful for that tree. Let me tell you. Oh, I bet. I bet. 
<laughs> well, Terry spends a lot of time up in trees, so that's probably appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I'm catching a relationship there. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Terry's a little slow on the uptick, as you know, Wayne. Um, yeah, but you, you know, I think your willingness and your openness. Terry, you talk a lot about giving God what we have. and Like David had five stones in a sling and God only needed one. It yeah. seems like Wayne was willing to give God what he had, and look what he's done. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, tell us about the sacrifice that that took for you, for your family. I know because I follow you close on Facebook and we talk off and on, but you are gone for an extended period of time. It's very exhausting for you. Tell us about that sacrifice and how that's impacted your spiritual walk. Um, you know, it, it's it's been hard because in the beginning, um, you know, I'm in Africa 120 days out of the year. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I'm, it, it's crazy. We can build a church in five days. And so I will wow. go out for three weeks, build three churches, and then I'm home for six weeks. And then every weekend I'm somewhere traveling and it was real bad. I think I was out 40, almost 45 Sundays when we first started just trying to get this thing up and running and going. It was very difficult. Uh, we sold our home, which was really kind of our dream home uh, on the water. And we, uh, you know, had planned our whole life to have that, that home on a little, little uh, strip of intercoastal. And we had to sell that home and get a cheaper home. And we, we started this thing in 2011, which was, you know, the recession. And everybody said we were crazy, and probably we were. But it was a rough going the first <laughs> couple of uh, uh, years. And, but now we, I don't have to go out every Sunday and preach and stuff. And, and we finally got to a place where... The people are calling us, and they're coming to us and say, "We heard about this, and we want to be a part." And uh, so it's just been, it's just been incredible. Uh, the sacrifice has been great, but man, a living, we are having a blast. Uh, you know, we started with two pastors and sixty people, and we now have uh, over three hundred pastors. We have over mm -hmm. 80, um, 150 something churches, if you call the plants and the buildings. And we have over 10,000 Maasai meeting every single Sunday in the churches wow. that we have either planted or built in eight years. We've seen this kind of growth. And so it's just been incredible, you know, what the Lord has done. Hey, Wayne, how did you know it was Africa? You know, that you were supposed to go to. Well, um, you know, it, it just happened. You know, we, we thought about, uh, we thought, oh, could it be Romania? That's where I got the calling. Right. And I just went mm -hmm. back and I said, God, where's it going to be? We had a connection in Swaziland. I've always been geared to wherever the worst place was, that's where I wanted to be. And I come from a drug and alcohol background. We used to fly drugs in in the 80s, me and my uncle. And uh, we just lived oh, on the edge. I've been in jail. You know, we've had all that stuff. And so for me to live this this kind of life, you know, just uh, just doing it for Jesus now. So we wanted to go to Swaziland. It was the worst AIDS in, in the world. And we thought, man, let's do that. It just fell through. Somebody invited us to Kenya. I said, I don't know Kenya. There's a bunch of churches in Kenya. And they said, no, not out here in the Maasai people. 
this is as a group that that absolutely needs uh, uh so i said you know what let's try it and we went out there it was an absolute god thing we knew it and so we just started planting them in Kenya. Now we're in Tanzania. And hopefully by the end of the year, we'll start something in the East Congo, which is a whole other world. Yeah, fantastic. So, Wayne, we're down to about 12 minutes. There's so much to talk about. But I want to hear more about your conversion. We're backing up even further because <laughs> God's done all this through you. But I had no idea that you were running drugs and everything. Right. How did God get a hold of your life? Well, we were, um, I, I was 17 years old. I had a, a full-ride scholarship to Florida as uh, a defensive end, and uh, that was my goal. I wanted to play football. That's all I ever wanted to do, and uh, I blew it. Uh, we were. I was dealing drugs in the school, and I got arrested. They came and handcuffed my hands and my feet. They took me to jail. I lost my scholarship. I lost everything. My uncle was much older than me, and uh, I knew what he was doing. He owned a couple little airports uh, out in the boondocks, and and he was flying drugs uh, from Mexico in his own plane here. He said, do you want to join me? I said, yes. And so we started doing that and uh, dealing drugs, and then we got into cocaine, and we had been to Colombia, Mexico, various countries. <laughs> wow. In the middle of the night, we'd go take airplanes there. We'd fill the plane up. We'd fly it back to America, either at a little airport in Cedar Key or an airport he owned in Polk County. We'd unload them. Um, and it was crazy. I mean, we were doing cocaine parties with people that you would know, you know, I mean, Hollywood stars, <laughs> we, it was rock bands. I mean, it was crazy. Well, was, and I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old doing this stuff. And finally, uh, we had a landing. I wasn't on this one. I was in the airport and they flew in and the landing gear did not come down. Mm-hmm. And they had to land on their belly on the plane, and they did. And when they did that, the tail end broke off, and uh, it sent. There's a um, rec- there's a, a device in there that if that hits, then it will let people know in the area, police, you know, cops or whatever. And so they came, and they. Uh, I, my uncle said, "Run and go, go, just go." And I could hear the sirens, and I, I this was in Polk County out in the boondocks. And, man, I just ran into through these palmettos and ran and ran and ran and ran uh, all night long. That was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I just sat out there till the sun came up, and uh, the Lord just uh, did incredible work in my life through that. I gave my life to the Lord after some serious drug addictions and got right with God and man. What that reminds me of is how important a decision is. You made that decision in college, and it took you down that path. Mm. And praise God that he turned that around. And then the next big decision is on your knees in Romania. And look what's happened then. When we stop and think about every decision we make in life and how important it is and how impacting it is, that's really, that's amazing stuff. That's good, T. That's really good. Wow. You know, I think of the verse uh, in Luke, Wayne, when I think about you, because when God called you, 
you you knew that there were going to be sacrifices. And in Luke 14, 28, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples. He said, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? And down, down in verse 33, he says, in the same way, any of, you, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. Did you fully realize when you accepted this calling that you were going to have to sacrifice a lot and give up that dream home on the water? Yeah, you know, we just trusted God. You know, I, I, all I know is I just get as close to Jesus as I absolutely possibly can and let him direct us and how he wants us to do and how he wants us to live and what he wants us to be about. And so this is all I know to do, and, and we are going at it, everything within us to make this thing happen. And I think if our listeners take anything away, if we could all approach life that way, if we could all approach that our priority is getting as close to God as we know mm-hmm. how to get and letting mm-hmm. everything else follow behind that, what what are some of the results just from a spiritual standpoint and and with your wife that you're seeing after making that kind of commitment? You know, every every morning. Even when I'm out of town, we get up and we spend time in worship and we pray together. And uh, that is, uh, even as a pastor, I didn't do that. And But with this thing, we just said, man, if we're going to do this, the enemy's going to be hot after our trail, you know, raising money, and, and we're going to need to see miracles. And, um, and, and we just joined our hearts together. We began to pray. We put a team together that prays for us while I'm gone. And what God has done uh, in us and in my children, my children are, are just, when they see what we've done, they're just all like, man, I got girls that are going to you know, be nurses in the medical field and so they can go help with our clinic. We, ha- we have a clinic, oh too. My. We have a clinic in, um, in our hometown. And so, um, and so they want to come and they want to help with the clinic and so it, it's just revolutionized every aspect of our lives, and it made everybody around us more radical too. And man, that you can't ask for you can't ask for anything else. Mm, it's amazing. Well, we you know, and and when we look at the results, fifty-one churches, and now today, uh, thir- three over three hundred pastors, over ten thousand Maasai people. Yeah meeting in the churches that you have planned. Did you, in your wildest dreams, Wayne, think this would be possible? No. We, our first year, we built three churches. We Actually, we've planted 51 churches. We've built 85 churches. Not in the first year, just total. But our first year, we built three churches. And I just thought we'd died and gone to heaven. I just thought, God, if I could do three churches a year— <laughs> Uh, that would be the greatest thing in the world. And then all of a sudden it was six and then nine and then 20 and then one every 12 days. And I'm just like, man, you know, and we're believing God, you know, God put in my heart and I only told my wife because I told a couple people and they told me I was crazy. And I thought, you know, some things you just need to share and some things you just need to shut up. And so I, God spoke to me and said, I felt like he said, you're going to build a church every five days. And I had no idea we could build a church building in five days when God told me that. And so we can actually build mm. a church 
uh, from start to finish, from the moment we buy it till we put it together in five days. And so um, I just believe that we're going to build a church every five days somewhere in Africa. That's our goal. That's our heart. Wow. <laughs> sounds like an assembly line. You got you got a whole process down. Yeah. Which you can build these in such a quick, uh, some quick action behind it. And that's just fantastic, Wayne, just to see how God is working in not only your lives, but the lives of these Masi people. We're down to the last c- couple minutes, guys. And um, we're going to continue with Wayne because, Wayne, uh, we're going to do another episode with you. And in the next episode, we want to hear very specifically about a lot of those miracles. Wayne, in, in like 30 seconds, uh, how do you, you wrap up your story and, and what's your message to our viewers? You know, um, that God can do anything with anybody. And I lost everything. I almost died. When I got saved, I weighed 150 something pounds and I, I was dying and God rescued me, he saved me. I ran to the altar on a Sunday night, gave my life to Jesus. I haven't looked back. I had drug addictions, alcoholism, so many things I had to fight through. And and along the way, and it wasn't perfect along the way. And uh, but the end product is is Jesus taking a life, saving me, cleaning me up, and then using me uh, for his honor and his glory. And you guys, the bottom line. Every day I want to bring him glory. That's it. Whatever I do. My wife Mm -hmm. is a daycare worker. That's her goal. That's her heart. She wants to work with children. And her whole goal is I want to bring honor and glory to God. And and that is our hearts. That's what we want to do. Amen. Yeah. Wayne, thank you so much for being with us. And we're going to continue another episode with Wayne. But Terry and Brian, I just want to say, you know, in conclusion, this has been so impactful and we all need to finish strong by having faith and trust like Wayne Derry. Uh, that's my takeaway. Terry, what was your big takeaway from this? Well, just what Wayne was saying, that God can use anybody in any circumstance if you're willing and then committed. Those are the two things that I think I'm hearing is a willingness, which Wayne had, and a commitment to stick it out and see God use him. Brian, what impacted you the most? Uh, what he just said, uh, every day I want to bring God glory. Mm. And I think if you put that first and foremost, he's going to use you. He's going to use whatever you put, whatever you offer. He might open up doors that you don't think are going to be there. He may, You may have talents you don't realize he's going to put you in these situations. But every day to bring God glory and put him first, he will use you to the utmost. I want to give everyone Wayne's contact information. His website is theplantintl.org, all lower class, T-H-E-P-L-A-N-T-I-N-T-L dot org. And uh, there's a place there where you can give, you can get involved in what he's doing. Fearless Faith Ministries is going to get involved, and we'll talk about that in our next episode. And his email is wayne at plantintl.com. We'll also have that in our show notes. Wow, what an episode of Finish Strong. You don't want to miss our next episode as we continue with Wayne Derry and we talk about the many miracles that he has seen. Thanks for joining us with Finish Strong. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. 
Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.